Um, Alex, can you put down the birthday cake I'll for a second so we can say hi? Second. I'm almost done. <laughs> Our kids turned three yesterday. Oh, good. We had a birthday party. Yeah. Um, and I think the most important thing, apart from the fact that to me, the important thing is the party is over. The party is over. Yes. yes. We are done for a year now. <laughs> This is the age when they're actually beginning to understand what birthday is, and they really, really, really love it. Yeah, they do. And they had fun. And I think the other kids had fun. And I think that the parents, I think my goal for a birthday party uh, for the parents is that the parents aren't pissed off when they leave. Right. Like, you don't make them do things like, you know, fly to Africa or <laughs> some kind of crazy thing like that. You make it easy, give them a little bit of booze also. Which we did. We did. And then, you know, and then have the thing end in time for nap time for the kids. I think I think we took care of everybody. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Uh, also for us, I think it's a good milestone because the f let's, let's just say that. The first year was horrible. Shit. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. The second year was a little bit better, but still horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Horrible better. Thir third year was, was definitely a step up. We are, yes. We are heading in a positive direction. Yes, they're finally becoming human. Yep. They're not just blobs who shit and cry. No, they're humans who shit and cry. <laughs> and uh, we don't understand what it is about. Yeah. And we are looking forward for the future, which yeah. is toilet training. Oh, yeah. That'll be exciting. Although I have to honestly tell you that all of this fixation on how hard, you know, the diapers are and everything, it's not, that's not the bad part of parenting. It's, it's not, but, not. you know, it, it definitely makes it easier. It's uh, the screaming. Easier. The screaming It's, is the bad so part let's of just parenting. Say, You're right. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. It's okay. just that, first of all, it's it's free. It's yes. much more free for us. Um, but also, of course, the fact that they will understand when we're actually explaining to them that they can't have this or that right now. Which will be, what, at 25, 26 years old that they'll be able to understand that I, they can't have I everything really, that they want? No, I really, I am looking forward to this year. Really. Huh? I'm, I, think, I think that this year is going to be the year in which... Everything will be so much better for us, and it's going to be easier. Dream a little dream. Yay. Um, welcome <laughs> Happy to birthday, Ben and Adam. Happy birthday, kids. Um, so welcome to Daddy Square, episode three. We're very excited to have you here. Before we, we get to our main issue today, uh, I want to uh, share with you guys uh, something that happened to us this week. To Alex and, and, and I. To Alex, Alex and I. Alex and me. To Alex to and Alex me. And me. Yeah. Um, we were buying stuff at Target. You, I, I don't know where it, you're going. I, Go ahead. You know? I don't. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, we were buying stuff at Target. And while we were standing in line to pay, there was a couple oh. in the line in front of us. You know yes. this story? Yeah, the imbecile story. <laughs> yeah. uh, who bought a teething gel that... Not jail. Gel. Teething gel. Teething gel um, that you're not supposed to give to your kids before the age of two. Yeah. So we had a problem. So we, on one hand, we wanted to tell them, yeah. right, that, listen, this is not FDA approved. It's actually dangerous if you have a baby. And uh, I think we saw that they were taking other things 
in their purchase that made it look like their kid was very, very, very young. young. Yeah. So we had this dilemma of whether or not to shove our noses and, and tell them, listen, uh, see if that you buy this. Uh, maybe it's not good for you. You know, yeah. it's uh, I didn't not want to be I didn't want to be Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, it was like kind of like, I'm the Earth Mother and I know everything. And oh, you shouldn't. Oh, my God. goodness but look what I think we so I actually I w- first of all I yeah. want it before we uh, uh, reveal what we d- yeah, actually yeah, yeah. did yeah I want to pose this question to our listeners right. just in case you are uh, listening and you feel like commenting so what would you do in this situation would you interfere with with the people in front of you and in line and say listen this is not good for your kid this is not good good for a baby this is uh, not FDA approved or you Would you just not shove your noses and mind your own business? Send us an email at, at hello at, at daddysqr.com and let us know. And, you know, you could, I suppose, press pause now and answer before you hear what we did. Or you could judge us after the fact, exactly. which we would love. Yeah, we love being judged. So here's what we did. So here's what I did. I, I whispered in Hebrew to, to you know, Jan, Jan. Jan. I, I don't actually remember my, my husband's name. <laughs> um, f- uh, and I wasn't sure what to do. And then I... And, ended up deciding I just couldn't like I couldn't bear the idea of not just saying something so um, uh, what I did was I got my phone out and I googled it to find the message or the posting from the FDA about using that kind of thing and then I just kind of tapped the husband on the shoulder and I said listen I I feel so stupid to interrupt you but um, you know I just want to tell you about this and I I showed it to him on the phone and you know he didn't look at me like like I was crazy or that he was angry which 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 is good um, uh, he they did not take it out of their purchase no, they, they just not. kept buying but he was nice about it and he said thank you and and his wife also said thank you so I didn't feel didn't feel terrible about it uh, <laughs> but look honestly I guess a thing like that I felt like I should say something right yeah Right? Hello at Daddy Square. Daddy SQR. Daddy SQR. Dot com. The life of their babies. The babies. Is who, much worth. Who much more worth. Who will care for the children? <laughs> than uh, our little uh, shame. Right. Little ash- discomfort. Yeah. Little discomfort on, in line on Target. Today we're going to talk about uh, dead bod. So, by the way. Dad. So, yes. Um, write us. Hello at DaddySQR.com. We covered that. Also, if you do write us and you feel like rating and review us. Yeah, da, please da, da, rate da, da. us. We love five we stars. We love rating. We love all, all five and, of the stars. And also review because if you review, it kind of uh, makes the, the podcast more visible for right. other people. And we want to be visible, especially for gay haters. Oh, by the way, we received a, a, a gay hate mail. Oh, juicy. Somebody just sent us that we're perverts. Oh, they have no idea that's 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 awesome ah oh, so keep so the nice. hate mail coming no 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 uh we want to be rated rated and reviewed um yeah. and um yeah that was somebody from Ireland I don't know what's happening with Dublin it's all about Dublin I suppose I thank you Dublin <laughs> except thank you for, for your you, perverts. The, the, you know, the perverts right thank you perverts in Dublin by the way I went to uh, so I kind of googled him yeah of course I did you oh, know me this is not my good ba- journalism you, background you did not communicate with I him, did right? not but Do I just not. saw on his fa- Facebook pro- profile yeah. that he's also against abortion oh okay so it kind of makes uh, sense yeah they go together Peace maybe in it's a pod. Trump. Peace about is he cute 
Oh my God, Sometimes no. the horrible, horrible, hateful people are good no. looking, and I hate that, but it happens. Yeah, not all of them are Team Tebow, Alex. <laughs> Most of them are not. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Dead Bod, uh, and I promise uh, that you, Alex, yes. and maybe the rest of our listeners will, uh, by the end of this hour, will want to go to the gym. I'm Wait. telling you. What do you hold on? Okay, so hopefully we're gonna have a lot of listeners and they're and they're, you know, only going to hear our voices and then they're gonna walk away thinking, A that I don't work out and then I'm like, you know, a four hundred no, pound club. And and so the, the fact that we brought it as one of our first sh- subjects on the um, first season, it means that it's really important to us basically. It is important to us. Um we brought on Tommy Wolfell, a certified sprint in- instructor in the local gay gym. The gym's we, name. We could say its name, but, but then it, they would have to actually, you know, what do you support mean? us financially. No. What do you mean? We're gonna, the name is going to be revealed a thousand uh, times over well, during the true. interview. That's this true. is why I'm saving this time. All right. So uh, he, he's a sprint instructor, and we talked about, about motivation to stay fit and about eating habits also, and about dead bod. Dead bod. Dead bod. I'm just going to throw a little Latin in here. Mens sana in corpore sano. Yes. It means sound body, sound mind. And he actually talks about it yes. in the interview a little bit. And I think that there's something to it. Absolutely, the primary reason to go to the gym is to look really good so that people, you know, hit on you in yes. the supermarket. But, but, you know, it absolutely would have been impossible for me to make it through the last three years if I didn't work out mm-hmm. because I would have plunged into a depression if yes. I didn't have the, the the energy that came from, from working out. Yes, so it's really important. And it was important to us even before the kids came along. So it's something that we, we met at the gym. We did meet at the gym. So it, we both know that it's important for each of us. So um, if I didn't get to go to the gym in the morning, Alex will volunteer to watch the kids in order for me to go to the gym because he knows how much it means to me and vice versa. Absolutely. Are you ready for the interview? I am ready for okay, the interview. So just, Although, you know what? Yeah. But maybe before the interview begins, yeah. I have a recommendation for you all. Just pop pop onto Google, preferably if you're not driving right now, but eh, pop onto Google and type in dad bod and then go to images and just just do a quick spin through dad bod images mm-hmm. um, and uh, have a nice look before we start the interview. Yes, and uh, <clears throat> and before this, this uh, uh, we start the interview, I have a... A little confession. Yes. I want to tell you all how I became familiar with Tommy. Um, his husband, Richard, helped us during the process of having kids. His husband is a lawyer uh, who deals with surrogacy. Um, and during our process, he had a phone call with us explaining to us all of the... Oh, that was Richard. Yes. Oh, wow. Hi, so, Richard. This is how I became familiar. And during that call, he mentioned that he himself did what we wanted to do. So I, I actually uh, looked him up on Facebook and started following him. And it was even before we had the kids. This is how I, you know, I became to know Tommy and his re- the rest of his family, uh, not personally, but uh, through Facebook. And it was very inspiring for me because I saw two men who both have careers, who both do the stuff that they love to do, and they're raising two boys like I wanted to raise. Um, and it made me feel good. It made me feel like it's it's going to happen. And right. it's uh, there's so much 
uh, motivation and inspiration that you can take just from, you know, it's a simple, it's a really simple thing, but it helps you visualize how do you want your life to be? You know, there are lots of uh, strong but also very light ways, if you're considering having kids, of connecting with people, uh, you know, to try to understand what it might be like. So the strong ways are you can go to groups. And in fact, we have an upcoming an episode, episode where yeah. we're going to be talking about, about, groups. about groups that you can connect with. But there are even really light ways, like find some of these people on Facebook and just look at pictures of what it's like to have a life with kids. Obviously, on Facebook, they make everything look like it's fun and easy and nice. But at the same time, it really will help you imagine a little bit what life will be when suddenly you are a group rather than an individual. I think it's a great idea to do yeah. it no matter how you want to try to do it. Yes. Yeah, so and it's it's really helpful on, a, on, on so many levels. It was helpful for me. So uh, I wanted to take this opportunity to say <laughs> thank you to Richard and, and, you. and Tommy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think we're now ready for the episode and uh, get your gym clothes on because you will, you're going to want to go to the gym. Yes. So put your headbands and put, wristbands on. Put your Janet on. on and let's do it. Good morning and welcome to our podcast, Tommy. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Thank so, you for uh, having me. Yes, of course. Uh, so just uh, just so we know, how do you pronounce your last name? My name is Tommy Wolfel. Wolfel. Okay. Wolfel. And, and, and you're a... Uh, a personal trainer? I am a spinning instructor. Okay, that's good. Only yes. a spinning instructor. I, I've, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a personal trainer. You're an instructor at uh, Crunch, right? Right now, exactly, yes. Okay. I'm, I've, been, I've been at Crunch for almost 20 years now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know it's that old. Yes. Oh, Crunch has been around forever. No, it, it, I think I was there right after it opened, like oh, a, really? a year or two after it opened. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. shortly after it opened. So you have two kids, right? Twins? Yes. Aiden and Austin. And you had them through? Through surrogacy. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So How old are they? They turned 10 just a couple of weeks ago on August 9th. So that was so a birthday? You went to a birthday trip? Um, That's okay. kind of what it's turned into, yes. Oh, okay. we, we've spent uh, the, their last two birthdays in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, we took them to their first Broadway show. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Wicked, last year. Oh, oh Wicked. Oh, oh, oh. This year. Burns to Wicked. It didn't work. I don't remember. Oh, they loved it. They loved they it. Loved and it? then we took them this year. We, we went for a very short period of time, but we crammed two shows in, and we took them to SpongeBob the Musical, <laughs> which they loved, and which is actually an amazing show. Is it? oh, it's it's crazy i mean rich loved it i think just as much as the kids did rich is the husband rich is my the husband, husband. <laughs> the, husband. the husband he's my baby's other daddy right and uh we also saw frozen the musical which i thought was amazing really? aiden said yes dad i want to go see frozen but don't tell anybody <laughs> oh okay <laughs> All right. well i think it's i think it's primarily considered a more of a girl leaning movie no really i would have had no idea <laughs> This week we dedicate the episode, the, our episode to Dead Bod. And <laughs> when okay. I talk to you, <laughs> and I you, just say something you about thought your... Dead Bod. Well, who else better to ask than Tommy? <laughs> 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 I just wanted to say something about the accent. To those of you listening, it's Dad Bod. Dad Bod. It sounded like Dead Bod. <laughs> da when dad my Bod. Israeli husband said it. And just don't be worried. We're talking about living people. Yes. <laughs> um, and I just want to give uh, because I did some research after you said that to me. You commented about that, like. Who else am I supposed to turn to other than <laughs> you? It sounds in, is like I'm insulting you. So I'm like, 
Maybe we're not so clear about what dad bod is. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Thank you, my American <laughs> husband. You're welcome. Um, so I did some research, and apparently, and I got to the confusion because there there's some people who think differently about what dad bod is. So I did some research as well. Oh, good. Both yes. of you, of course, mean Google, <laughs> but whatever. First of all, the term started uh, with a college student named Mackenzie Pearson. At, Mac at Clemson University? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. 2015, she yes. wrote an article And it's rather rather new because I thought it's much older than that. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, the term had actually been kind of loosely used since 2009. Okay, you, you should add that but to Wikipedia. But it didn't become viral or part of the common yeah, pop so it. she claims she, inv she invented it, and it originally was a joke between her and her circle, circle of friends. The reason why I was, I was confused is that I'm, as a uh, regular entertainment consumer, uh, read in 2016 an article about Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> and they redefined dead bot. I should say he does. <laughs> yes. I actually I wanted to print. I don't the, think the, the term that I'm familiar with applies to him at all. <laughs> so wait. Can, so let me ask you a question. I'm sorry. It's not on the list. What would be what would be uh, amongst you know well known celebrities or what have you, dad bot? Well, think I think in my recollection and and again stating that McKinsey who made the term part of the pop culture vernacular in 2015, um, it was actually, I think, kind of a complimentary term uh, for her yes. college-age friends. It wasn't didn't really have anything to do with dads. It, it just basically had people that maybe were more athletic in high school, but when they were coming to college were not as athletic. Still worked out, but didn't chisel their bodies or, or define their bodies, but had muscle underneath a layer of soft fat tissue. Oh, so high school football players. College. Is what you're saying. Col former, well, former, right. former high school football right. players. Who exactly. Went to a little bit when and, they went to college. Right? And well, actually, it even says that maybe you know like to drink beer on the weekends. A yeah. lot of it. Right. It usually is accompanied with a beer belly. Right. Of right. some sort and a taste for pizza. And yet desirable <laughs> for this for this woman. Now, my first and the picture I think that went viral in use according to Dad Bod, and I hope he doesn't take this in the wrong way, but Leonardo DiCaprio, yes, you know who was always very lean and and, and some would say even skinny, um, who now. And this is a few years ago. I have no idea what shape he's in right now. But, you know, coming out of the water, kind of almost like a, a James Bond coming out of the water. He had, I think, if I remember correctly, he had like a white shirt open and fit th this description. Yeah, a uh, couple of supermodels ago. L mm -hmm. Let me just suggest that whereas in the movie Titanic he sank, <laughs> <laughs> probably not now. <laughs> I had a confusion about what dad bod is, and I thought that dad bod means, you know, inspired by Chris Hemsworth, of course, is like a... a well, he is inspiring. Yes. Inspires me. Um, yes. Dads who work out and take care of their bodies. And why did we want to do a, an, a, a whole episode about this? It's just because we all want to keep maintaining our bodies in some ways. Well, look, I mean, I think that uh, we would look at it like this. There's a general stereotype or pressure 
um, amongst all gay men to take care of themselves and look good and be in good shape. Um, so having children makes that so very much harder, but it does not remove the influence that you would otherwise have. For good or for bad, Absolutely. that pressure is there. Yeah. I mean, in the gay community, um, for, for most people, whether it's self-imposed or whether they feel it is imposed by the community, um, there are a lot of people who would say that is a, a bad thing. Some people say that is a good thing because it motivates them to stay healthy yeah, right. and working out. And, you know, there's it goes hand in hand. If you work on the outside, you're benefiting the inside. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, if you're doing it for the right reasons, if you're only doing it for vanity or, or, or self-esteem issues, which working out should help yeah. increase your self-esteem, but um, that can be considered the negative. But if you're working out and trying to in my terms, prevent a dad bod, (laughs) but in our newly defined term as of this morning as a Chris Hemsworth dad bod, then that's aspirational by all means. We have to put a good picture of him up on the site when we post this podcast. No, I want to, yeah, I want to share. I don't think that's hard to find. There's a few of them out there. (laughs) So the the story, the original story of the the change of the term was uh, with uh, Chris and his father who also looks amazing. You're saying it's all genetics. So Just <laughs> <laughs> an Australian. I want to know more about you because obviously you work out a lot and you it's something that you do for a living. So first of all, what made you decide to become a, a spin trainer? Was that Spinning instructor. I, I, I consider myself fortunate in that I work uh, in a fitness industry, so that kind of forces me right. to work out. I, I look at that as a blessing. I mean, because I, like many of us, I think if we're not forced to go to the gym sometimes, we probably would not. Um, so I'm forced to go because that is my job. I consider myself a part-time dad, part-time stay-at-home dad, okay. and a part-time spin instructor. And that's pretty much been the way it is. Uh, I was an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider myself an active actor anymore. Um, uh, but you never know. You just <laughs> never know what could happen. I'm an active SAG uh, member. I see? pay my dues. Um, but uh, I, I kind of quit going out on auditions, not when the kids were born, but shortly thereafter. But mm-hmm. I never stopped going to the gym because that was my steady job. Right, right. And um, I've, like I said, I've worked at Crunch the whole time. I've worked at many other gyms as well, in addition to currently right now, I work mm-hmm. exclusively at Crunch on Sunset. Um, but that forced me to go to to um, the gym. And of course, as an instructor, there's probably a little more added pressure to maintain some kind of exterior um, physical health and Mm. and appearance. Um, But, and and I'll admit to that, but at the same time, um, I'm also very, very grateful that I have this job to also keep me healthy because I'm forced to do cardio. Yeah. You know, every time I teach a class. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. So Mm -hmm. a a personal trainer who does weights uh, works out a little bit during training. But you you are actually doing, I assume, I'm terrified of spin classes. So I I don't. You should be. You should come take my class. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very user friendly. Uh, (laughs) It's not you that I'm afraid of. It's the bike (laughs) that I'm afraid of. Um, No, but uh, um, you're basically doing everything that they're doing. Yes. Um, so that means you. How many there's classes? There's different teaching styles, and uh-huh. some people teach off the bike. 
have oh. students get up on the bike and teach for them. I choose to ride every class mm-hmm. and because I have to be aware of what's going on with everybody else in class. And because I'm responsible for the energy in class, I cannot work as intensely as I'm asking my students or my clients because then I would be dead. Right. And right. I have to be able to talk. And um, talking takes a lot of energy while you're, while you're writing. So I may not go at 100% like I'm asking them to go or more than 100%, 110%. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am going and I'm doing everything and I'm writing and I am getting a workout in. However, doing the same workout for a long period of time can kind of like lose its efficiency. Uh, you'll find this in any type of exercise and it's not just spinning, but um, which can lead to what I'm trying to fight off is the dad bot. Right. Um, so it's all about changing it up and it's, fortunately it's so important and vital, uh, such a vital part of it is music, which yeah. makes it easy to change it up. Mm-hmm. The music, um, the actual workout, the energy, the instruction, um, all of that. Okay, I wanna go uh, 10 years back in okay. time. Okay. Um, and because I think that for most dads, even, though, even those who, are, who go to the gym, when, especially when the first kid come along, you experience some sort, some sort of a, a shake in your, the, it shakes sure. your whole life. Sure. Um, and it's exhausting. And the last, the last thing sometimes you want to do is go to the gym. What was <laughs> the experience like <laughs> for you? Well, 10 years ago, uh, when, the, when the boys were born, Aiden and Austin, um, we were fortunate in that uh, we had amazing babysitters that we didn't we don't call them a nanny because they didn't live there we didn't we didn't leave them they would come and take care of the kids while i would go to the gym and work out mm-hmm. teach and work out so they were there for a few hours every morning monday through friday okay. and of course rich is at work at his office full time yeah. um and so i was fortunate in that they would come and watch the boys for the you know four maybe five hours sometimes um in the mornings when i would go teach and and work out. So I got my workout in, and I do think it's very important for for dads, and and I don't think anybody will disagree um, that it's important to maintain your time, whether it be in the gym or your time as dads or as a couple, you know, to maintain your social connections. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't lose yourself uh, in your family, and I don't mean to take away anything from you know people that you know their their life is everything i mean their family is everything because that's great that's awesome but i also feel it's very important to maintain your own um independence as a uh, um, social person and as a healthy person so Mm -hmm. those things should not be sacrificed um it doesn't always work out that way where you know we didn't have, a, a, like I said, a nanny. We didn't have a night nurse. We did it ourselves. And a yeah. lot of people will do hire a night nurse. And again, not saying that any of that is wrong. Uh, they, they're great things. I mean, a night nurse, you know, to help, you know, new parents, you know, take mm-hmm. care of um, the pressures and the fears that come along with yeah. infants at night. Um, and uh, terror, the terror. Terror. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, also accompanying then, you know, doing it yourself, the lack of sleep that you Mm -hmm. can get. Again, Rich and I, uh, again, I keep calling myself very fortunate because I I do consider myself very fortunate. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have, you know, an amazing husband who is very successful at what he does um, because he's passionate about it. He's he's very good at it. Um, But we also have, like, 
different personalities. He's right. an early riser. I'm a late night person. So mm-hmm. it was very easy for us to, I would take the late night feedings uh, up until mm-hmm. like three o'clock in the morning. And then he usually gets up at 4.30 anyway. Right. <laughs> and so he would take the early morning. If there were any, you know, wake ups or anything during those times, we would tend yeah. to them, you know. So that was pretty easy wow. for us. And um, and I, I love that we did do it, you know, on our own. And I'm So if, if I'm allowed to ask how did he do? He does, apparently he doesn't uh, train as his job, right? He has no, an office job. No, he's even more committed to working out than I am. <laughs> wow! <laughs> he gets up at four thirty every morning still and goes to the work, uh, goes to the gym and works out before going to the office right. all day. And he and did he do that from the very beginning? Well, you know what? He was actually for a time, even while he was a practicing lawyer. Um, he was an instructor on the weekends. Oh uh, well, was, it com- the truth comes instructor out. Instructor, and he was a. Barry's boot camp instructor for eight years. <laughs> wow. So, yes, he is definitely fended off the dad bod and uh, is much closer to Helms- think, Helmsworth. The Chris Hemsworth <laughs> dad bod. All right. <laughs> so, but. So you had uh, you had uh, babysitters and you know uh-huh. people who watch your kids, mm-hmm. but I, I guess that in our case we did we did that too. But in our case, every time a b- babysitter came along to our home, we just went to sleep. So we prefer to. <laughs> I know. completely understand that. Do you have any so kind of sleep-based working out <laughs> program <laughs> that you could? Okay, you need sleep. <laughs> you do to yeah, get the actually, full benefits of a good workout. Yeah. Yes. I, I'll tell you what. I wanted to ask you this. So, do you? And forgive me, because my husband probably has well-structured <laughs> questions that I'm just <laughs> blowing off right now. But um, do you have any um, students who are gay dads? Yes. And uh, who, who I assume <laughs> are not also trainers themselves. Although the way I hear it, right. you only hang out with you. No. Know, um, <laughs> no. In, in, seriously. So you have some of the. I have gay and straight dads. Right. <laughs> right. And I wanted to ask. So um, without getting in any, any of them in any trouble, have you noticed any um, sort of real differences in the approach that those two types well i see it all the time i mean one because it's it's you know rich's field um you know being a fertility lawyer oh um i you know we we stay active in you know and we have a lot of friends that are gay dads um being in fitness you know and teaching at the times that i do 7 a.m and 9 30 a.m um I will often get people that are, you know, going to work right before they go to work or parents that have just dropped their kids off at school or summer camp or whatever, and uh, that would be more than 930 class. Mm-hmm. So I see it. I see it in, in my work and in my social circles. Right. And I, I see all kinds of different approaches. There are some that, you know, stay focused and stay committed the whole time. They never, ne- never miss a beat. There are some that, you know, do lose a lot of sleep during the first, you know, six months to a year and then get right back into it. Uh, I see all kinds of different approaches and, you know, whatever works best, whatever, you know, makes you happy and whatever gives you fulfillment, satisfaction as, as a dad, um, you know, I think that's important. If you were working out before the kids came, is there something you can and should do um, even at the very beginning when it's a nightmare, right? to keep it going and if that could just be a very small thing what would it be well like i mentioned earlier i think it's very extremely important 
to stay committed that to that you time whether it be at the gym or whether it be at a coffee shop or um a hike in Runyon Canyon, whatever. Right. Take that time for yourself. And if that inclu- involves working out, which it should for health reasons, if you want a happy and healthy and long life, then you should work out. Don't give it up completely. So you have almost no time to do it and you're exhausted. You really are. But you want to do a little bit to take care of yourself physically what would that little bit be that you would recommend? Come ride with Tommy at Crunch <laughs> so for 45 minutes. So a cardio thing more than a I'm, I'm half thing. joking and I, I say <laughs> that, but, but I, I've said that for years. You know, right. I'm like spinning, you know, for people that hate working out or people that, um, you know, find it very difficult to get to the gym in the mornings. Well, and even in evenings, you know, social calendars can take you away from the gym in the evenings. And, right. And, and dinner and being tired after a day full day's work, all that kind of stuff. We all have excuses. There are all kinds of excuses. You have to not let those excuses get in the way. That's another excuse that you can easily talk yourself out of going to the gym is if it's more than 5, 10, 15 minutes away. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so find one that's close to you. If, if, if that is uh, or close to your work or on the way home or to work that you can easily stop in and get out of and incorporate into your daily routine. But I've always said to so many of my clients and, and, and spinning students over the years is, you know, classes in general, all you have to do is get to the gym. Once you get there, the energy, the instructor, the energy of the class and the music should push you the rest of the way to get those results. So if you're looking for kind of like a bare minimum of what to do, a great way is to go take a class. And also I hear that uh, in spin classes, you can lose a lot of belly fat. Exactly. Which is very important. <laughs> well, okay, and I say this in class all the time too. Cardio doesn't do it alone. It's cardio in addition to uh, proper diet and nutrition. Yes. And this is very important too because I think that the, the problem as an immigrant, as I like to call myself, mm. um, I think that the problem in, in America. We're very glad that you're here, by the way. <laughs> some, some people are very glad that he's here. <laughs> Not all of the listeners, maybe, but. Um, <laughs> I think the problem in America is the eating at night. It's the eating in front of the TV. Definitely. Uh, and the, I experienced that problem myself because I am not totally responsible, but primarily responsible for the evening meals. And while I'm cooking <laughs> or preparing the meals, <laughs> um, I tend to sample. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I eat more than uh, I should. I my manage my portion management is kind of out the window when I'm cooking and preparing for the kids mm-hmm. because I want to, you know, make sure that they get their stuff first and, and all this. And do you have specific, uh, I know you're not a dietitian or anything, but do you have any specific, uh, diet tips that you can give anyone who wants to start food services, uh, delivery, food delivery services uh, are right. growing in popularity. There's Food delivery of all kinds, yeah. and then there are, you know, food delivery services for uh, specifically uh, weight training and, oh, and, and, and right. physical health you I know, see. And, and, and dieting and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're cr- we just signed up for one for the first time because, you know, uh, some friends recommended it to us, and we thought, well, we've been talking about it for a while, and I think it's called 80% <laughs> Kitchen. And, um, 80%. And uh, we're on our third week with them, and... It's a huge time saver. Right. Huge time saver. And, um, you know, if you look at, you know, if you go out to eat a lot, 
if you look at the cost of going out to eat a lot versus food delivery services, you know, mm-hmm. that could be a great way to maintain healthy eating. Because, uh, again, like I mentioned before, cooking for kids is not necessarily the healthiest. And you don't necessarily yeah. eat the healthiest when you're with your kids. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, you take that extra step and you have the ability, uh, you know, monetarily and time and, 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 and location, whatever, to have food delivered in those services. And, and you can tell them, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to maintain. I'm trying to build muscle. You can tell them and they'll help you. Most most of these companies, yeah. these kitchens will. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I I think the Blue Apron. It's it's not so much. I know. No, you wrong. have to prepare yourself. Yeah, you prepare it yourself. Okay. They deliver they, you all the ingredients. I, okay. I understand what you're getting at. That right. oh sure. I mean, uh, so you said you have two boys. So yes. how? So I assume they grew up to this kind of sort of how fitness say, fitness yeah. orientation H- home. Um, yes, they d- they see that you know fitness is a big part of our lives. Did you try in any t- time to kind of implement it on them? Did you? We haven't have yet. We haven't yet. I mean, Aiden um, is obsessed with sports. He loves so all s- kinds so of sports. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's I a phase. I love it. I love, I, love, <laughs> I love football. I love watching football. Who's I, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I love college football more than pro football. I'm, I'm from Texas A&M, and, and he wants to grow up and he go, wants to go play football at Texas A&M. And then he wants to play pro football after that. Oh. He's been playing flag football for four or five years. He has not played full contact. That may, his mind may change when he does that because he's dead set. He wants to play now. Um, I have been given advice that it's probably not the best idea for kids to play full contact with the whole concussion, you know, theories out there until they're in high school. Now, of course, I grew up in Texas where people were in pads, you know, (laughs) and Little League and and, uh, Pee Wee League. Yeah. Um, uh, I played in in uh, junior high. Uh, I didn't play in high school. I love the f- sport. I love it. Um, but so I I love that he's that involved in it, and you know he's already active. Austin is obsessed with horses, and horseback riding is a sport yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's not as active as that. So um, you know we are trying to, and and along with impressing upon them nutritional mm-hmm. and you know yeah. what god bless their uh, austin's kindergarten teacher miss oza she stressed upon them and you know gave them that was one of their topics for lessons is half of your plate should be fruit and vegetables and so he remembered that and we remembered that and so we've stuck to that you know and we've you know tried to do that because you know nutrition is so important to growing yeah. kids yeah. to people that want to make a change in their body i mean it's it's, it's just you can't live without it and uh, without an, a, an emphasis on nu- proper nutrition. Yeah. So the, um, the exercise, the active activity levels, um, we tell them, well, Aiden we haven't had to tell because mm-hmm. we want them to be physically active. We want them in a physical activity out mm-hmm. of school. Uh, they get to play, but you know, PE that we grew up having all the time, almost every day, is not an everyday activity mm-hmm. in schools anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't know the effects of budget cuts <laughs> until your kid is in school right. and when libraries are be taking out and and um pe is once a week or once every Ooh. two weeks Ooh. i mean yes oh, wow. and bad. in in elementary school if i understand correctly it's up to the teachers that have them all day long to incorporate uh 
physical, physical activity, activity into the recess. Delightful. Or, or, I know. And they already have so much on their right. plates. Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, my heart yeah. goes out to teachers. I have so much respect for teachers. But for them, you know, it's, you can't rely on school to give your, your child the proper uh, physical activity levels. Right. Right. More than what you say to them is what you do that actually makes an impact. And uh, do they ever I think comment they both on do. They both are very important. What Wha- you do say, they ever comment on what you eat? Th- the biggest example uh, of that that I can think of right off the top of my head is, um, you know, when we drink a soda and we don't want them drinking sodas, we, we make it a very rare occasion where they, you know, drink a soda. So when they see us drinking, they're like, well, you don't let us drink it that often. How come you're drinking it? And honestly doesn't come up that often because we don't drink sodas that much. Mm-hmm. But when we drink alcohol, <laughs> if we have a beer or wine or something like that, um, or tea, like I don't want them having caffeine this young. Right. Uh, Austin loves tea. Aiden doesn't really care about it, but Austin wants tea. And I'll let him have, you know, herbal tea right. and uh, caffeine-free even. Um, so they're both very individual. They both have their likes and dislikes. Um they both, and of course, this as they get older, they're going to call you out on stuff all the time. Why are you getting to drink it, or why are you getting to eat that if I can't? You know. Yeah. Um, you've just got to. What you hit on was, was just right. I mean, a lot of it comes from what you say, but also a big part of it is what you do and yeah. living living a good example, of course, and that applies to so much of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is a great thing. Yeah. Um, what was the now let's focus a, li- a little bit about the kids. What was the most challenging year for you so far? Uh, I don't know if I could say as particular year that was most difficult because I just remember being told that, you know, remember this. Remember this time. Take lots of pictures, you know, because, you know, it's a challenging time and, you know, but it changes. Every year changes and you're going to forget a lot. And I'm like, how could you say that? I'm never going to forget anything. Every moment I spend with my baby is, 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 is you know, a, a lifetime moment, you know? Oh, I thought you meant in a good way. I thought you meant, <laughs> don't worry, you'll forget the horror that is this. Because that, we haven't forgotten that anything. That is why people have more than one kid. <laughs> because they, right, because they forget. Because they I, forget the horrors. Yes. And I think that's, you know, a, a, a population... Uh, control con- no population protection oh I <laughs> see what you're if saying if you forget yeah, the horrible right. you know for women that go through childbirth you know for them to go through it again and again I mean like oh wow God. we no, have no, you know no. we have an iPhone we have iPhones with a lot of storage so we have the ability to sit back and oh watch gosh. videos of our children shrieking from the earliest ages. And so as gay men, the chances that we'll accidentally have another child are very, very low. <laughs> very low. But now they're even lower. <laughs> this is true. And uh, I, again, to answer your question, I can't say which one year because now that they're older and much more independent – and more free thinking. They're also beginning, you know, to talk back and mm-hmm. um, maybe be a little too independent, maybe a little more independent than we think. So I think every year has its own challenges and uh, just treasure the positive and try to, you'll usually forget the, the bad times. Will you have more? No. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> Period. Period. So so I think that I get says something. I get that, asked that all the time. And right. Yeah. Our goal was to have two kids. Right. And in my ideal world, not so much riches, but in my di- ideal world, I wanted two boy twins. Right. 
we were very fortunate. Our first transfer wasn't successful, mm-hmm. but our second one was. And um, we did not do a DNA test. And I'm talking very openly here yeah, because yeah. I've, I've told people, you right. know, we're, we're an open book. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can help anybody else um, in their process, in their journey, right. by telling them what happened with our journey, mm-hmm. then then that's awesome. That's great. So yeah. um, we put in four embryos, which I don't think they're doing in practice no. in, at all anymore. Yeah, but no. we put in four embryos. Two were fertilized by my sperm and two fertilized by his. And two took. We don't know exactly... It's Which not obvious. Did. Oh. Is it not it's, obvious? It's, it's, it's pretty it's, obvious. It's pretty obvious. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. But we did intentionally did not do a DNA test, right? Um, because it didn't matter for one thing, and it really doesn't. I thought it would matter a little bit, but it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are days when you're like, "Oh my gosh, that is so rich!" <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, "I thought that was my DNA," yeah. or, or the other way around. I thought, oh, "I thought that was Rich's DNA," and, but it really doesn't matter. And it's it's. Um, it just depends on whether the child is being bad or good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how we determine <laughs> whose child it, it is. But okay. Just because you touched that, and it's, I, I, found, I found it uh, really charming, the whole uh, taking them to, to musicals and, you know, the whole <laughs> friends, gay friends and, and gym. Yes. So. Well, of course, with us being gay, we're going to have a lot of gay friends. Yeah. And they had – at. When they were younger, they had a lot of uncles that were not necessarily Gunkles. genetically uncles. <laughs> Gunkles is is now becoming a very popular t- word. <laughs> it's just terrible. They have a f- uh, they they even have a day. There's a Gunkle day. Gunkle day. There I, is. Uh, there's I a day for everything. There yeah, yeah. There's a day for everything. But so yes, and um, I I mentioned the you know, importance of maintaining your social uh, circle, your friends. Um, that's obviously it's going to change. You know, accept that, you know, don't don't beat yourself up over it, because some of the friends that we have now uh, weren't necessarily the friends that we thought were going to stay with us through this process, through this Mm -hmm. journey. Some of the friends that we thought would be right there with us the whole way are not with us. So your friends are going to change. And, and, you know, you can't blame them and and you you can't resent them. Um, Life is full of changes. And, and, you know, regardless of whether you're gay or a parent or or whatever, people are going to come in and out of your lives. You you know maintain that 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 social circle, but um, exposing that. But at the same time, with all the gunkles that we had around, <laughs> you know, we also felt like a little bit that they have our kids have two gay dads and a lot of gay uncles. That we it was also important to have a female uh, presence. Um, but we're also you know we go to a public school and uh, we go to church and we're trying to you know fill them with as much positive influence uh, and and that's getting smaller and smaller in public school nowadays <laughs> but but uh, I do think you know diversity it, it, introducing them to diversity at school was so important uh, not necessarily that we're going to stay in public all along their educational system but um, church was another way of, of introducing other families that's great yeah I think it's it is important to expose them to as much as you can um, it's an old saying that I heard a long time ago. You know, it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. What sticks, you know, yeah. is going to stick, and the rest is just going to fall off. Yeah. yeah. Can I? Can I? I just want to ask you. No, 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 because I have a test question. Quick test question. This is a drop. This is like a surprise question for you. Oh, great. Yes, as a as a spin instructor. Yes. Okay. Um, if you had to teach spin classes to gay men. 
on a desert island and you could only have one artist's worth of music. <laughs> wow. What artist would that be? Gay men, desert wow. island, bicycles. Would that include remixes? I'm yeah. going to allow that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, no. What'd you say? Kylie Minogue. None <laughs> of these people know who Kylie I Minogue is. I love is. Kylie, but she would not be the one I would choose okay, for Not the in island. America. Uh, I know, right? I, I love her. I love a lot of her okay, stuff. Okay, stop trying to influence the witness. Um, Go ahead. Oh, gosh, one? Um, you only get one. Only one. Well, I guess I, I would probably have to say Whitney. Oh, for so. spin. Oh, yeah. Remixes. Interesting remixes. Yeah. Okay. Or Janet. Or Janet. Uh, I see. I don't know. See, I would see. I, I would it's hard like for me Janet. to say one because Whitney I've used a lot of and a lot of her remixes. Janet. Oh, Janet, I just love. Um yeah, this. I will. Well, th- that's we'll all right. We'll that. give you the two. <laughs> okay. Fine. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tommy. Thank Ride you. Ride with Tommy at Crunch, right? Ride with Tommy at Crunch on Thank Sunset. Thank you so much. Thank right. you, guys. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks again. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, um, are we back? Yes, we're back. Hi, guys. <laughs> that was Tommy. I'm feeling like putting some Janet on. I know. You know what? We oh my god! I don't. We I really love can't Janet. use the music, but you know, it's like something from Xanadu or something in the background right mm. now would make me feel like really not. No, no. Janet's new song. Really. So did everybody? Amazing. Did everybody do what I asked them to and Google Dad Bod? Because what I find fascinating when you look at the images uh, in Google Images from Dad Bod is. You see some unbelievable bodies in there that are really nice to look at. And then you just see page after page after page of Seth Rogen with a <laughs> shirt off. And honestly, Seth, listen to me, please. I love you. You're amazing. Just put the keep the shirt on. Keep the shirt on. We don't need to see it. Yeah, I'm he sure loves showing his... Uh... It's great under there. But we don't need to see it. We don't need to see it. He lives like really close to here. He could, could <laughs> pop by. I want to go over all the, all the tips to just just wrap it up nicely. Okay, you know. But first of all, I have. Uh, so we talked about the um, blah, blah, blah blah. How we called it? The food delivery service. Oh yeah, the food is food delivery. So yes. eating right, the food so delivery service. Food de- yeah. delivery service, and he mentioned eighty percent. So guess what, Alex? Eighty percent of what? 80% oh, kitchen. The, right, yes. Guess what, Alex? What? So I talked to 80% this week. Yes. And Are we sponsored by 80%? Not really, okay. but close. So they're going to give a good a, a, a deal, especially for, for our listeners. Oh. Yes, we have a code. Uh, oh, this that's is great. How, this is how it works, okay? So if you sign for the first week of trial, if you're in LA area and you want to go out and, and try it, Alex and I will give our two cents why it's good because we're going to try it ourselves. Yeah. So if you're going to do the first week, is going to cost you $50 for the whole week of yeah. meals. Okay. Um, then if you like it, the first month you get 5% off. Oh, that's not bad. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. So you have to use the code. When you go online to their 50percentkitchen.com, there's also the, all the details going to be on our page. Uh, you have to add the code 50ROBMPOD. It's going to be on our on our uh, podcast page. Yeah, because um, what you really want is to have so the it's a code discount. spelled to you in audio by an Israeli for you to type in. <laughs> 50, Look on the website. 50. Rob, R-O-B-M-P-O-D. 
And with that, a little music from Jan's iPhone. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, daddysqr.com. You'll find it there. Um, yeah, use it. We're going to do it together. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you guys in Dublin uh, will not be able to take <laughs> advantage of it. haters. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, we don't want any good-looking homophobes. It's completely unacceptable. <laughs> so I think that this idea, for, for us at least, it's going to work great because we're both working, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't have time to cook or slash we don't you know we don't, we don't want to cook we don't want to um and it's a good way for us to uh, eat healthy at dinner time which is the worst we can uh, manage breakfast very well and lunch we eat at work so um dinner time is always problem i'm in let's let's give it a try we're gonna try that um and it's also good for the kids and i think that one of the things that he said about um being setting an example i think that it's the best way to set an example when the kids see you eat well it doesn't matter what you know other people tell them or yeah. uh they're gonna eat well well look they're something... gonna want to try what you do because they want to be you know it's a psychological thing yeah um it's uh, psychology 101 you know the, your kids gonna be want to be like you secretly yeah um, and uh, so become an example, we talked about that. I also want to mention Austin's kindergarten teacher who said half of your plate should be fruit and vegetables. I wish we could do that. It's very hard. I mean, I wouldn't mind half of my plate being fruit. I can't do, I just can't do, I what can't kind of fruit, do vegetables. No, not that kind of fruit. I just can't do vegetables. It's a problem. I don't, I, I hate them. And the worst thing is that, you know, uh, I see in the genetics of one of my children that, he hates them too, except yeah. for ketchup, which you know Ronald ketchup. Ronald Reagan said was a vegetable, and he was a great leader. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I wanted to mention something else about this whole interview and the whole question of how this stuff translates to your kids, because you know one of the things that I'm seeing is that one of our kids um, he doesn't really like to do a lot of the um, strenuous physical stuff. And I say to myself, and that was me, I didn't either when I was a kid, and I do now, and that I've, that transition has happened, you know, over the course of, wow, I don't know, 30 years or something. And I'm asking myself, what can I do to get him to start feeling like it's fun because his dad thinks it's fun. And so I've tried a few times a few things, and he has reactions that remind me of myself as a little kid where he says, I can't, and I say, shit, like, is this something, is this a cycle that he's going to have to figure out himself in another 20-some years like I did, or is there something that I can do? And so, if you all have any ideas, you can certainly email me or us at hello at daddysqr.com. Fortunately, he has me too. You're forgetting about that. Yeah, I because understand. Because you're a creation of your two parents as well. And Absolutely. he's a creation of us. So, um, yeah. So, I just want to kind of, before we, we uh, go back to eating cake, I promise we'll go to the gym later. But uh, now we're eating birthday Bleh. cake. Um, so... Um, a few things that I kind of wrote for you guys to keep in mind is that eating at night problem. I have a, a very good uh, tip that works very well for me, uh, which is 12 hours between dinner and breakfast, not to eat anything, or at least, you know, drink 
water uh, very very light eat very lightly um, it's more than the losing weight and uh, keep maintaining your diet um, it's also good for your health system because your uh, your whole bowel system everything gets to rest for a few hours and that uh, leaves the body to kind of the, leaves the body some energy to deal with other stuff that you have physically and it was recommended by uh, uh, many uh, doctors books that I've read so uh, eat a good dinner then don't eat until breakfast you'll see the results uh, and you're gonna feel uh, much better the other one is the um, uh, get into the class that he mentioned so cardio basically I think it's the if you want to start cardio is the way to start at the gym uh, go to a class you know, you have to register and like like Tommy said, just get there. Get there and um, let everything else happen. Let me tell you how cardio works for me. As I approach it, whether it's like the, the bike or running or whatever it is, as I approach it, I really dread it. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And is that... Two minutes into cardio, I have this kind of weird euphoria thing. I mean, mm -hmm. every single time where I feel like I could, you know, rule the world and control, you know, the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is so incredible. And it it means that the body is kind of opening up and, and getting ready for the day. I, I only do cardio in the mornings. Um, not to say that you can't do it any other time. Uh, yeah, cardio is the bomb. Yeah. Um, and also, I think that uh, something else that really contribute to a good cardio session is the music. And he mentioned that too. Sure. So if you don't have music that you particularly like, or you need uh, some ideas for playlists or whatever, you can also write to us at hello at daddysqr.com. Uh, I'm also a music <laughs> editor. Um, and I have some uh, lists on Spotify that I can definitely share with you. Post them. Post them on the site. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll do that. And look, I'll tell you what. Uh, there are people who think that cardio is a great time to catch up on their NPR podcasts and things like that. No. 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 I love my NPR podcast, but no. Yeah. That is when you need... Or TV shows. I don't no, understand yeah, no, that too. No, none of that. It none has that. to be music that you no, know, pumps you up. No Melville audiobooks. None of that shit. You need pumping music it doesn't have to be Jan's terrible taste in music it can be my terrible taste in music uh, or yours but yeah music you need music yeah. you gotta move um, and I think that's it um, my closing remarks will end with we're an open book so something that he said that I think that we're too Alex what we're an open book I got a lot book. of secrets and I don't need people to but know as far as raising them. the kids oh yeah and uh you know, and, and complaining and stuff like that. So if you want to just talk to us or, you know, you need advice or anything, just email us. Uh, either an email or on Twitter at Yanir Dekel or hello at daddysqr.com. Um, and we'll pr we promise that we'll reply everyone. Except for that nasty man who wrote the nasty Yeah, that, that's... No replies to you. <laughs> <laughs>